You're listening to The Millionaire Grind Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue success and give insight on how to do that. My name is Adam Laskowski, and I'm an entrepreneur set on helping others achieve success in their lives and businesses, and I'm reaching out to local millionaires to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how to get what you want out of life. The guest we are going to be talking to today has done some pretty incredible things. In just five years, he's been able to create some monumental accomplishments, including becoming a partner in the Amazing Freedom podcast, helping and touching thousands of lives in the process of growing his business. He is a private label brand seller and has sold millions of dollars in his physical product brand. Please welcome Andy Slammons. How Thanks, you doing today, Andy? Good. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, to talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have you on here, man. I'm I know you've got a lot of uh, a lot of great knowledge and and good things to bring to the audience. So, yeah. So, man, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me what really you know gave you the idea for your business and how did that come about? Sure. So, uh, my wife and I we are actually house parents at a residential boarding school for 15 years. It's a boarding school for kids that are financially needy. I live actually here in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Most people probably heard of Hershey Chocolate. Uh, The founder of Hershey Chocolate, 40 years before he passed away, he donated his entire fortune. At the time, it was about $40 million to create this orphanage. Uh, That orphanage was the school that my wife and I worked at. And that $40 million that he donated back like in the 1920s, is now about 13 billion with a B. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and so my wife and I, uh, that was our chosen career. We were doing that for about 15 years, enjoyed it. Uh, we lived with 12 high school boys. We loved what we did. We thought we were going to retire there. Uh, and, uh, and then I heard of this thing called Amazon. Uh, and, uh, and I was kind of looking for a hobby, you know, an outlet just to kind of get my mind off of uh, the day-to-day grind. And uh, so I started selling uh, on Amazon part time and um, and man, the platform and the sales took off so fast. After the first year, I did one hundred and twenty thousand dollars part time. That's very limited hours. Wow. Um, and uh, and so then my wife and I, after doing house parenting for 15 years, we kind of looked at each other and, and said, you know, is this maybe the time that we should transition and do something else? And I was having a real fun time just learning uh, about Amazon, connecting with other Amazon sellers. So that's when we took the jump. That was about five years ago. Wow, that is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So how did you get the idea to even do Amazon? I mean, how did you know to do Amazon? Did you hear from a friend or what? Yeah, so it's actually my next door neighbor and she was talking to me about it for about two years and I kept actually brushing her off because I thought, man, this sounds too good to be true because she was selling books at the time. So she would go to thrift stores and buy college textbooks for like $2. And then she was flipping them on Amazon for a hundred dollars. And, uh, and so when she kept telling me about it, I thought it was like a multi-level marketing scheme or something, you know, something that, you know, your friends or your family, we probably all have had them, you know, although, 
they'll email us or they'll call us and it almost sounded like a scam. But at the end of those two years, I finally listened to her. And so I said, oh, I'd give it a shot. And, uh, and sure enough, and that's exactly how I started. I actually would just go to thrift stores, would scan their book section, and, uh, and I just started selling books. So, yeah, thankfully, wow. I'm super thankful for her generosity and sharing it with me. Is that like something that she sold was books or, or what? What kind of led yeah. you to go yeah. yeah, so that's the same way. That's how she started. Um, this was back in like, two, she started 2010. So she would go to library book sales, to thrift stores. Um, she would actually go to like, um, you know, you see book bins and, and various areas. She would buy like these big Gaylords of books and go through them. And uh, so, yeah, she just kind of shared what she was doing. And that's how I got got started. Wow, that's incredible. So did you l- let me get this right? Did you need like a lot of capital to get started? Like, did you need to take out a loan or anything like that? Or, no, or what? you know, that's the, that's the great thing about Amazon and eBay. Uh, so there's kind of two models. If you have capital, you can scale up a lot faster. Uh, but if you don't have capital, you can actually take it a little slower. As long as you have time, um, you know, to hunt out the good items to flip. And so, you know, I started just by selling stuff I already had around my house. And, you know, as Americans, we all have, um, we all accumulate things. That's why, you know, the storage areas are, are popping up everywhere because people don't have enough room in their house, right, to fit all their stuff. And so yeah. I, I started just selling stuff around my house. Uh, you know, you can sell used stuff on Amazon and on eBay. And so I didn't need a lot of capital. Um, you know, I was able just to kind of start uh, slowly by selling those items uh, that, um, you know, were almost free. Uh, and, uh, and that's how I built my capital. Wow. That's awesome. That's really cool. So really anybody can do this. This is, doesn't have to be, you know, Oh man. I, yeah. I tell people all the time, especially folks that are frustrated, maybe, you know, in their career or in their regular nine to five, like if you're willing to put in sweat equity, um, you know, you can really build a booming business within 18 months and, uh, you know, and I put that to any, anybody that puts in sweat equity for 18 months um, with not a lot of capital on eBay and Amazon, if they wanted to, they could quit their full-time job after 18 months. Um, you know, you can really roll it back and build it that quickly. Wow. That's, that's crazy. So you and, can and grow the, you know, And the reason why is because e-commerce is booming. I mean, you know, everyone that you talk to, at least in my circles, we all buy online. Um, I actually just got groceries delivered today from my grocery store because the price is the same, whether I go there and shop or whether I purchase it online. But now I'm able to have them deliver it to me. It's just, you know, you're really it's a convenience thing and it saves you time. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. I think. What was it? It's. um Amazon, aren't they larger than Walmart online sales? But um, I mean, I'm sure they're competing, you know, even as far as just total market share. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, Walmart's, you know, definitely bigger as far as total market share, but Amazon yeah. is gaining on them quickly. Yeah, that's incredible. So how, how do you market your business then? Is Amazon the only way or, you know, which tactics have been the most successful? Yeah, so that's the great thing, again, about Amazon is they drive all the traffic. And so, 
you know, a, a lot of folks want to start out uh, selling on their own website and you can do that. You can build a Shopify store. Um, but the challenging part is always driving traffic to your store. Well, what Amazon has done such a great job of is they built customer confidence in their platform. And so, you know, I think for, I, I actually I just saw this 44 percent of all e-commerce sales are done on Amazon. So, wow. you know, think about all the you know sites out there where you can purchase product. Online, 44% of all products are purchased from the Amazon platform. So they've just done a tremendous job on creating a great customer experience, a platform that customers trust, you know. And so for, for my, um, my thinking is if you want bang for your buck, the way to scale up and to grow quickly is, you know, you use Amazon. Now, I do think that you don't necessarily for, forever want to put all your eggs in one basket. Because at the end of the day, Amazon still owns the customer. But, you know, like as I continue to build my brands, um, you know, then I'll start. Actually, I do sell right now on Shopify. I do sell on eBay. But those sales are about 10%. So 90% of my sales come from Amazon. 10% come from Shopify and eBay. I know, um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of, of people talk about like selling on walmart.com and selling on what jet jet.com. Do you sell on any of those other platforms as well? No, or is that you know, yeah. You know, like the user experience, uh, on Walmart for sellers is just really poor. Uh, you know, Q4, if you got certain toys, you know, you'll, you'll do okay. But, uh, but it's really clunky. And then, uh, and then Jet, same kind of deal. Like you just have to have um, different niche products. Probably do okay on Jet, but for the time uh, and money, you're gonna get so so many more sales on Amazon than either of those platforms. Man, that's incredible! So you built this massive business really on on just a few few different platforms. That's cool. So I guess. Um, how many how many brands do you actually have? Yep. So I've launched probably 80 products on Amazon. Um, you know, those are like unique SKUs. Some are related. But out of those 80 products, so when I first started selling, I would call myself like a private label widget seller. I would just find products that are profitable. Uh, then I would source those products in China or India and then resell those on Amazon. Well, over the last five years that I've been doing it, uh, you know, some products I, I noticed did better than others. You know, the margin was better. So I started to build out those product lines. Uh, and so right now I have two main brands that I'm really focusing on growing. Uh, so out of those 80 products, I have probably about 30 now. And then, you know, those 30 are split up into two different brands. Um, and that's kind of, you know, how it goes on Amazon. Like, you know, uh, unless you really know a niche, you know, you just kind of find profitable products, right? You start selling them. And then the ones that have good margin and the ones that really do well, then those are the ones you're going to give a lot more love to, right, and grow. So that's what I've been able to do with these two brands. Wow, that's really cool. So I'm, you know, I actually used to sell, I mean, I, I still do. I, I have a private label product and uh -huh. um, the particular product I chose was like a replacement for 
like a really a really big company that's out there but um, yep. I mean with something like that you know my sales so they they took off in the beginning I mean absolutely took off and then they just kind of dropped and um, shortly after that I got some bad reviews and then mixed with some good ones as well but so what would you advise to somebody in that kind of a situation yeah so um, you know it, it, the the review game is huge on Amazon like as you launch as you launch new products i I joke around with people all the time. my life has really come down to reviews, <laughs> and so you know when I get a negative review, you're like, oh, and then you're trying to hunt that customer down, do everything that you can you know to to incentivize them uh to remove <laughs> that review right uh because yeah. it it really it really does hurt, but it hurts especially bad if you're bringing a new product to Amazon. Um, because as you bring a new product, right, to the catalog, and if you start out right away with negative reviews, your conversion rate on your listing is just going to tank. And so, you know, starting out with positive reviews is super helpful. Uh, and again, the, the vice versa of that is if you start with negative ones, it's really hard to get any traction. So I've actually brought products before that um, you know, the production run maybe wasn't the best. So the quality was poor. And, uh, and so on that launch, those negative reviews start coming in. I'll actually just sell through, you know, that inventory and then I'll kill that listing and then, you know, either work out whatever the bug was in the manufacturer, but I'll start over on a whole new listing. That's how important reviews are. And so, you know, one of the one of the things that we teach our students um, is you have to make sure that your product is quality. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest piece. You know, if you're if you're bringing a new product to Amazon and the product is not quality, if your packaging is poor, so what, this is a big mistake that a lot of new sellers will make. Though, though, um, they don't understand how many touch points are on Amazon. So in retail, if I bring a product to Walmart there really is only two or three touch points before that product hits the shelf. Amazon is going to have about nine or 10 touch points before that product ever gets in the customer's hands. And so, you know, at the warehouse, they're throwing it around in bins. They'll shift it from warehouse to warehouse. So you really have to have bomb proof packaging. Otherwise when it gets to the customer, it's going to look like crap. And then that Amazon uh, customer is going to give you a bad review, right? Right. Based, based on how it looks is you got to have great packaging, right. That really protects the product. And then you got to make sure that your, your product is quality, that you're not just bringing. And a lot of new sellers do this, you know, they'll bring just kind of crappy, um, you know, stereotypical Chinese products. Mm-hmm. And, and if you haven't done your homework and if you don't understand how to, you know, work with quality manufacturers, then um then your product is just going to is going to tank it's going to get bombed you know by those amazon reviewers so how do you how do you generate new ideas andy yeah so my yep i mean there there's obviously a lot of tools out there you mentioned one jungle scout uh, that's you know that was probably one of the front runners uh on a side note when greg was just getting started he's the founder of jungle scout he, mm-hmm. he was just a seller at the time he sent me a message and he said, Hey, Andy, I'm working on this extension. You know, uh, can you take a look at it and tell me what you think? So I looked at it and, um, you know, and he told me what he was going to charge. And I was like, Greg, I don't think, I don't think very many sellers will pay you for that. (laughs) 
uh, and since that time, Jungle Scout is probably like a thirty million dollar company, you know. Now, so that, that was uh, that was my fail for advice on software. Um, but so there's software, like you mentioned, Jungle Scout Viral Launch is the one that I use mainly now, um, where it'll you know give you a decent amount of data. Uh, you know, as you're researching and looking through the Amazon catalog, uh, I use Keepa heavily, um, you know, as I'm looking for extended sales data, you know, like six months or a year. But my primary way now is just combing through the Amazon catalog and, you know, like putting potential product ideas. I, I usually will put them in my wish list. Uh, you know, as I'm going through the catalog and then I'll go back and I'll vet those ideas later. The reason why is a lot of, you know, if you use the tools, which again, they're good, but every seller is using those tools. And so, and a lot of sellers are using the same filters. So they're going to find a lot of the same ideas, right? And so then you're kind of, you're competing again with other sellers who are trying to sell something very similar. Um so I just like to organically go through the catalog. And then now as I'm building my two brands, it becomes a little easier because I'm familiar with that category. I'm familiar with that niche. And so I can spot new products based around those two niches a lot quicker because that's kind of where my nose is every day. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's very good advice. Um, okay. So what, um, as, as being, you know, an, an entrepreneur, how has, how has that affected your family life? Yeah. So my wife and I were just talking about this the other day. It's funny because, um, the profession that we had prior to me starting selling on Amazon full-time, we actually lived together and we worked together. Uh, and so that was always a desire of ours. Like we always wanted to have, um, uh, a lifestyle work balance, I guess, uh, is the word. I don't know if that's the right word, but, um, but we didn't, we never wanted to have, I never wanted to have to go to like a nine to five, right. Where I had to leave my family. We actually homeschool our two kids. Uh, we know homeschooling is not for everyone. Um, uh, but, but we love doing it. We love the time that we spend with them. So our previous profession allowed us to do that as well. Again, cause we work together. We live with 12 students, they would go to school during the day. And so then that gave us time that we could homeschool our own kids. And, you know, working uh, on Amazon, it's an at-home business for me. Uh, I do get to travel some. I get to go to conferences, which I enjoy a lot. But now my wife, she works with me as well. Um, and so, you know, we kind of set our own schedule. That, that's, to me, is like one of the, the coolest parts, right, of being able to sell on Amazon. Uh, I kind of dictate my own schedule. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Wow. That's incredible. That, definitely a opportunity that not everybody has. So, so, you know, how many hours a day do you work on average, you know, running your multi-million dollar business? Yeah. Um, so early on, it was a lot, you know, similar to probably, you know, any startup, like when I went full time, uh, it was pretty much, 24 seven, seven days a week, you know, uh, uh, but since that time, you know, and the great thing about Amazon FBA is they handle all the fulfillment. So I've been able to automate it, uh, been able to outsource, you know, a, a big portion of it. So, you know, right now, like on my physical product business, 
I probably put about 20 hours a week, um, you know, of real dedicated time into building that. Uh, and then, you know, whatever else is happening that I have other folks, you know, that uh, VAs that are working on creating listings or managing my account. Um, and so that piece of it is, is, uh, is really cool. Again, you know, I, I always tell everyone I'm just super thankful uh, for Amazon. I, I just think it's genius the way that they've created their platform to allow 50% of their products now are sold and owned by people like me. <laughs> now, wow. you know, I'm, I'm just a middle-class guy. I live in, you know, older part of downtown Hershey, but, you know, Amazon has allowed me, you know, to, to support my family by opening up their platform, you know, to, to me as well as to thousands and thousands of other families um, you know, who they make their full-time income now. Uh, so that to me is, is cool. That's incredible that there's such an opportunity like that. And it's, I mean, it's available for anyone. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that's the cool part. Anybody, like if, you know, if someone listen to this, they can go open up an Amazon account today, you know, and they just have to have a credit card, a bank account and, and boom, they can list the product right on Amazon. You know the most powerful sales channel in the world. Yeah. Um, so just crazy opportunity. Speaking about that, somebody launching a, a Amazon product. How long do you think it would take from start to finish? Um, you know, for someone to launch their own product. So uh, you know, there's a couple of different ways you could go about it. Uh, you know, if you're going to import like I do from China, the process is going to be about three to four months. Um, if, if you're doing it in the way that, that I do it, which is I buy like 500 units, uh, minimum. Um, and, uh, and so to, to source the product, uh, and then to follow that product through pre-production, post-production, and then, you know, we always teach you want to boat ship it. You don't want to airship it. If you can airship it, that means it's too easy. And, you know, it just, it opens yourself up to too much competition. So you want to boat ship it, which is a simple process, but to do it right. And and for someone who's not familiar with, with importing or sourcing products, it's going to take you about three to four months to land those 500 units into the Amazon warehouse. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, really within three to four months, you can have an entire business running. That's awesome. Give us, I guess, just give us a little bit, you know, insight here. For you personally, Andy, what, what motivates you? Is it the money or is it more of like family life or what? Yeah. You know, no, it's definitely not money. (laughs) I was, (laughs) I was, I was a social work major (laughs) in college. And, uh, I often tell a story growing up, I had three older brothers and, and, uh, and my father, uh, they would always talk uh, around the dinner table about business and it's definitely wasn't my bent. Uh, didn't really care about business. I just wanted to help people. Only thing that mattered to me were relationships, right? And people. And so um, I always kind of felt left out or just as like the odd man out. And uh, and then obviously that's why I went into social work. That's why I got my major in social work. And that's why I was a house parent, you know, living with at-risk kids for 15 years. Uh, and so Definitely the money doesn't motivate me. What I've enjoyed more than anything, and as I got into selling on Amazon, what I discovered was 
that Amazon sellers are like some of the most giving and nicest people I've ever met. And I've, I've worked for some really altruistic organizations, but honestly, the, the Amazon seller community, and I'll probably, I attend about eight to 10 conferences a year. They're just really nice, down to earth, friendly people. And so that for me has been like one of the, the coolest parts is uh, just getting into relationships and friendships with other Amazon sellers who are just great people. Uh, and, um, and so, you know, for me, that's kind of what it's been about. Uh, I, I have a, a side business as well that, um, you know, you mentioned the podcast a little earlier. We, we actually offer a number of services for Amazon sellers that were born out of our pain points that we were experiencing in, in our Amazon business. Uh, and so, and then we also teach folks um, how to import and how to find private label products and do just like we do. So in about two, three weeks, I guess, three weeks, I'll be taking a trip to China. Uh, and again, just I'll be hanging out with other Amazon sellers there. Uh, and so for me, that's been the awesome part is just getting to know people and, uh, and building relationships around Amazon. Yeah, that's really cool. So if, if someone was wanting to, I mean, really just take your advice on this and, and go ahead and maybe get your opinion or, or your help to build their, their Amazon business, where could they go to, to do that? Yeah, so our, our website's called amazingfreedom.com. That's probably the best place to start. Um, and, uh, and there's a number of things on there. You mentioned a little earlier, we, we do have our podcast called the Amazon Seller Podcast. Uh, yeah. fa- Facebook, so we have a Facebook group called Amazing Freedom Amazon Sellers. Uh, that's pretty much where myself and my two partners, uh, Nathan Slammons and Leron Hirschkorn, hang out uh, early and often. And uh, those would be the top places uh, that you could go and learn, you know, if you're interested in selling on Amazon um, or interested in private labeling. Uh, there's a ton of information there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I think I saw on your, your website that even some of it's free. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is. You know, I mean, if, if folks just listen to the podcast, I, I think we have close to 100 episodes out right now. Um, you know, they, they could basically, you know, they could really cover their bases and, and figure out how to do it. Just listen to the podcast there. Wow, that's awesome. So tell us this. Who has been your greatest inspiration? Greatest inspiration. Yeah, yeah so questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I often tell people um, one one of my heroes is uh, is my is my wife. Um, she we've been married I going on I guess twenty three years now, uh, but wow. um, but she just has been a, a tremendous example to me. So uh, she has an interesting story. Growing up, her her father was put in prison for murder uh, when she was four. Her, her mother attempted suicide uh, when she was seven. And then three months later, she died. She jumped off of a bridge. She lived with her grandmother in the projects uh, during that time, uh, along with her mother. Her grandmother died three months after her mother died. So as you can imagine, like she lost her father to prison for murder of four. She lost her mother and her grandmother to the grave within three months. And then... Um, didn't know where she was going to go. 
lived with uh, lived with a twin sister and a sister who was seven years older, and aunt took her in, and uh, thankfully the aunt raised her for a couple of years, and then the aunt enrolled her actually in the school that I was mentioning earlier, Milton Hershey School, and so she she went to this school where my wife and I worked at. And uh, and for the first time, she sat down like at a dinner table with a husband and wife, and uh, and and felt like a kid. She she uh, attended there beginning in eighth grade, and when she tells the story, it's like the first time that she felt like like a kid. You know, obviously because of that yeah. tough story. So, but she she graduated from the school there. She went on, got a bachelor's degree uh, from Messiah College. She then she went on and got a master's degree. She has a master's in educational psychology. And so, you know, for her, that grit and that perseverance, you know, of every all that trauma that she experienced. And she just is a beautiful, warm, loving soul. Uh, and so, you know, that may sound too generic, but it's absolutely true. Like my wife is definitely, you know, my hero. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, hearing about her. Yeah, she sounds like an amazing person. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. How, I, I don't know if you'd know this, but, you know, if there's anybody listening to this podcast that's maybe having a hard time or or they've been, you know, they've just kind of lived in a, a hard situation like that, you know, and I don't know if you'd know this answer, but if if there's anything that they could do, you know, to to help them just be able to make it through that, you know, do you have any advice on that based off of your wife's experiences? Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for us, our faith uh, is really what's most important uh, in our life. And so we really lean heavily, uh, you know, on our faith, the faith community that we're part of, you know, you want to try to surround yourself as much as possible, right. With good people. And, and that's kind of my wife's story. Like when she went to the school there, Milton Hershey school, like she had great house parents, a loving couple. Uh, and so they were really able to help her kind of get over some of those wounds. Right. Um, and so, you know, as much as possible, you got to kind of have your radar out uh, for, for good folks. Right. That that you can lean lean on. Uh, so those are really the two areas. Yeah, that's great. That's incredible. So tell us this, Andy, what business related book has inspired you the most? Um. Yeah, so that that's probably that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not like a real avid reader, uh, but but I will say this, um, and this may sound a little corny. Uh, you know, my my favorite book is the Bible. I think it's filled with a tremendous amount of earthly wisdom, uh, and uh, and that's really how I've tried to model my interactions. You know, whether it comes to interacting with customers who purchase my product or, you know, interacting with clients that we work with, you know, or, um, you know, as I put myself out there, you know, you just try to do things right by people. Um, and, uh, and that's always come back and benefited me. And, and that's what I get from scripture, right? That you want to look out for others like you look out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, uh, that's great. And, and so for me, you know, again, like I, I never, here's the interesting part. I never thought I would be in business. Like I said earlier, I always thought I would be in the uh, social service field. But what I've come to find out in business is that if you're willing to help people and willing to look out for people uh, like you do yourself, then good things have always come back to me. Um, and so that's kind of the philosophy that has driven me as I've, you know, been in this business experience for the last five years. 
is I always want to do right by people, always try to give value to people. Um, and it's definitely kind of flowed, flowed right back. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really good advice. And I mean, you know, you hear so many times about people who really only went into business just because they, they wanted to get rich or, you know, they, they wanted to make a lot of money and that's all they really cared about or, or they just cared about themselves. But, you know, I think that's probably the best advice that anybody could give is really to make it about others. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Because you know what, really money at the end of the day is just an illusion. You know, I mean like how much, how big of a square foot house, how much, you know, so our house that we live in right now is about 2,500 square feet is really is getting a 5,000 square feet house going to make me any more happier. You know, is having six bedrooms and four bathrooms in my house going to make me more joyous or more satisfied? Absolutely not. You know, for me, what makes me more full of joy is when I connect with people, whether that's relationally and friendships, you know, or whether that's helping folks. Right. Uh, Because at the end of the day, right, when you and I are at our graveside, what are the people going to say? You know, are they going to say, man, he had a great car. You know, that that Mustang was really nice. Right. I don't want that said about me, but I do want said, man, Andy was a great friend. He really looked out for others. He was a great husband. He was a great father. You know, so what's the line? Like, do you want to live for a title or do you want to live for a eulogy? And I want to live for that eulogy. And, And in business, I think if you do that, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the services or the, the, the money will come if you treat others in that kind of manner. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's probably the greatest advice I've heard. That's incredible. So, you know, we're, we're going to kind of be coming to a close here and and bringing this to an end. Um, But before we do, I've got one more question. We kind of call it the bonus question here. So if you could sum up your entire experience in one word, what would that be? lighthearted I, I think i try to live my my life is uh, i'll start with the somber tone first life is hard <laughs> you know and, and and anyone who's lived any amount of years you know will will recognize maybe it hasn't been hard for you but if you have your eyes open and if you have any type of empathy or compassion you will recognize how hard it is for other folks right if you haven't experienced it yourself and so, you know, for me, I want to live my life in a lighthearted manner. Um, and that that goes to my interactions with other people. You know, I, I don't want to be someone who when you enter the room, you know, you take all the air out of the room. <laughs> I want to be someone when I enter the room, I want to have a smile on my face. Right. I want to have a song in my heart so that so that when 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 I enter, enter the room, right, my presence is going to bring joy to others. And so, um, you know, for me, that's, that's what I really hope that my life, and if, and if you follow me at all on Facebook, I definitely, I enjoy great jokes. Uh, I enjoy funny memes. Um, and, uh, and, you know, because to be honest, life is tough. And, uh, and if you watch the news ever, it's like the most depressing thing in the world. Like we got enough bad stuff happening, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's, that's great. Well, thank you very, very much, Andy. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Definitely gave a lot of value there. And uh, I hope this helps someone today. If anybody's 
interested and in, in go ahead and, and connect in with Andy, um, I can put your Facebook link into the uh, description or anything like that. Um, you know, or everybody else also be listening to the Amazing Freedom podcast as well. A lot of good content over there. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Adam. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.